Number one issue, uh, real quick, Washington. Washington's the best football team. The best team we played this year. All right. Yeah, Washington uh, is the best looking team I've seen in this conference ever. Uh, going back to when I played in Larry Holmes at Oregon State, uh, coached a long time, and uh, they're as good looking football teams I've ever seen play in this conference. So. Riders on the storm. Riders on the storm. The Huskies are home with a Rose Bowl Into victory the and a national championship. It makes the Sarkees in Ireland more and more like what it was, a silly attachment to a path that they'll never be able to attack. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Husky Fan Podcast and what will probably be the greatest Apple Cup preview possibly ever at worst it's we know it's better than seven tens coverage right jimmy minchy 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 it's all about minchy on seven tens all about minchy minchy the stash man minchy 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 yeah it's all about minchy yeah the the uh, nope. this mu- this mustache has gone. It's gone too far. This talk has gone too far. It's time to sack him, rip off his mustache, and jam it in his ass or Mike Leach's ass. As far as I'm concerned. Oof, Th- them fighting words must be Apple Cup week, huh? Yeah, it is, brother. I'm sorry. I'm just finishing a piece of steak here. Oh, gl- lovely. I'm glad you uh, 
tended to that during the pod as opposed to just before the pod. Yeah, I well, I know you're in a bad mood right now because your your fantasy team lost. <laughs> I am not in a bad mood over fantasy, my friend. <laughs> Are you in a bad mood over something else? <laughs> why why am I in a bad mood? Maybe you're in a good mood. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> hey man, it's Apple Cup week. You know, it's a short work week. I mean, what's what's not to like about what's ahead? And you know, they just got uh they just got Fatui Tuatele, which apparently, you know, our friends over at PSIO, they uh they knew a long time ago. Right? That should be for some great news. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I do want to get in some re- a recruiting tidbit. Um, in in addition to well, first of all, he is a five star by some by some publications. So the elusive five star, Pete, starting to reel him in, huh? Yeah, and in addition to that, it sounds like Danny Haimuli, who's a linebacker, Danny Hammer for short. Uh, he, there were just set, there were two or three crystal balls today, crystal balling him to UW, and so you know when there's a flurry of crystal balls, especially this late in the process, you know that's something you can count on the vast majority of the time. <laughs> well, yeah, it's all about the crystal balls in recruiting, man. You got to get those. So, let me just mention something. So, in the last. So, in terms of quality, our last two classes rated number 15, number 12. Now, with Fatui in the fold, if you exclude the kicker from our class, which is dragging it down, then we would be currently tied for 17th. Now, 15 to 18 is very tight right now. And if you throw in Danny Hammer, we would be tied for 14th. And then the last two years were one of only 11 or 12 schools to finish in the top 15 both those years. So you throw on another top 15 class, maybe we're only one of 10 or 11 schools to have three top 15 classes in the last three years. I mean, that's this we're, we're leveling up or we're exactly where we need to be in recruiting. And that's just in time for the 2020 and 2021 classes, which are loaded in state. Is this a pod about recapping Oregon State and then looking ahead to the Apple Cup, or is this a recruiting pod? This is a this is a pod. Uh, you're, first of all, you're the one who brought up Fatui. <laughs> well, I didn't know that we were going to launch into a breakdown of classes and getting into leveling up. No, that's and all. So I, you, I, that's all I wanted to say. I just wanted to put that material out there. Well, someone used your term "leveling up" on Twitter, and I thought of you when they when they used that term. Well, it's not. It's not my. It's not my term. One of my terms is dingleberries, and Dennis actually used used that in a text thread. He said, "As long as we don't play like beta dingleberries, we'll probably win." <laughs> well, I'm I'm a little concerned that those odds of that happening may be kind of high. But you know, this is about uh, talking about a victory on Saturday, chess, and I am yes. going to steal Hugh Millen's analogy of the game where he felt like Washington 
was uh, essentially, you know, they had a good workout in the first quarter and then they took a nap, you know, like after you have a good workout and sometimes you just want to take a nap afterward. That's how he described the, described the game uh, on Saturday. You know, they, they, they got up early. I mean, Gaskin had 102 yards, what, 100, 101 yards on three carries to start the game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, they were firing on all cylinders early and, and Hugh felt like they, you know, they just they just rested the rest of the game. So, um, in general, I don't think we're surprised by the outcome. I think our, if you like, you said if we aggregated our scores when we we're discussing the game the night prior, uh, you know, we we picked the game as we saw it essentially go. Um, you know, there was a few little lapses that, you know, obviously with special teams that you don't like to see. Like, it's okay if you take a nap, but don't, you know, don't make it be too much of a nap. Um, I'm hopeful that uh, they might, I think they'll probably have a little bit more interest and excitement coming into this week than facing the lowly pesky beeves of Saturday. Would you agree? Oh, certainly, brother. But before we get to that note, can we just talk about what a glorious day it was at the greatest setting? Yeah. yeah. Well, it was a fantastic sad late fall day. You know, crisp air, sun was out. He actually broke a little sweat during the walk. But in the shade, it was chilly. And there was a bit of a breeze in the stadium that uh, that just gave it a little extra nip in the air. But, you know, the leaves were out. The setting was beautiful. Um, you know, in my mind, you, you know, you're at 1.30, which is just an hour off from the traditional 12.30 kick from yesteryear. So when you look at all those factors beyond the game itself, it was just a fantastic Saturday on Montlake. Did you get to uh, do any tailgating? Did I did not do any tailgating. Uh, I did take in the sights and I, I saw a lot of people cooking some good looking food. And uh, there was a lot of imbibing of alcohol, uh, a lot of picture-taking, group pictures. Uh, people were playing cornhole. Um, I was, though, a little surprised in the E1 lot. There was a large section that was empty where a lot of the RVs park. I had never seen that before at a game where there was just a large section with no RVs. It was very puzzling. But along the way, I saw beer bongs. I heard rap music. Um a lot, a lot of festivities taking place in, in the last home game of the year on what was just a glorious day of sun. Yeah, I got to give a shout-out to the Beer Shoes crew. Great tailgate. I don't uh, know the Beer Shoes. I, I don't know well, anything. I, I, have, I, I've, I haven't been. This, this was like five, uh, five, ten years ago. We had a big crew, and now it's a smaller crew because – People are not. People are not make. Most people are not going every week. I I've, I only went to one other game this year, but Whiskey Dog showed up. I think for the first time all season, and you know he's he's a legend when it comes to UW tailgating. He, he's mm. the Godfather. And we wow. had uh, and and uh, which made it even better. Shout out to me because the championship beer shoes match. I need, I needed to throw a ringer for our team to win, and I threw a ringer. So wow. I'm, I'm hope I'm hope. Shout out to me for that, and I'm hoping that. Uh, Hopefully that our Huskies this week will be just as clutch as I was. Yeah, I would, I would take that. What? Yeah. What? Somebody want, else. Do you, want to, do you want to dig into the 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 Beaver game, or you just want to fast forward? You know. Yeah. You, no. I, I. Yeah. I'd like to dig into it. And uh, 
the Husky archive on YouTube. I mean, he doesn't have the he doesn't have the replay up yet, so I'm a little upset about that. Um, what, you know, would you like? Would what would you have liked to review? Have reviewed in, of the game, just uh, the D line, I guess, and how they're how they're playing. If if they were getting pressure, well, how Hunter, you know, how, Hunter Eli, how Hunter Bryant was looking, I guess. Sure. Well, I mean, if you want to talk D line at the start, I mean, uh, Levi was getting excellent push uh, from the interior. Um, though it did leave some lanes open for Jamar Jefferson, who I did, I did tell you was very good and he'd get some yards. Um, I'd love to see that kid in purple and gold. He is a very impressive player. I really like Jamar Jefferson. Yeah. I mean, he's look, I, I forget if I was talking to you. Yeah. I think I was talking to you. I mean, who, who are the two best running backs in the pac 12? Well, you got Gaskin and, uh, Who's the other guy? <laughs> Who's the other guy? The guy you just mentioned, Jamar Jefferson. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think that kid from Utah was pretty good. But yeah, I would, I would say Jamar. I think he's right up there. Yeah, I, I think you could argue that he's the second best back in in the pack, for sure. Oh, um, uh, you know, JJ Taylor's a pretty good player too. I, I do like watching JJ Taylor run the ball, but I think Jamar Jefferson's got. A lot of, a lot of ball ahead of him. I like that kid a lot. Yeah, no, he's 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 really good already, and he's he's a future star. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, nothing that the Beavs did uh, surprised me. I, you know, I thought they'd get some yards with with Jefferson. Um, you know, they'd make a few plays here here and there. Yeah. Um, no, but th- you just knew they obviously weren't going to be able to to go four yeah. quarters. Um, and you know, I think Washington knew that pretty early. Um, had they kept the you know the foot on the gas, so to speak, you know, they probably could have scored sixty plus points in the game. But they they seemed to dial it back. Um, you know, the game got a little sleepy. People complaining that the game was a little boring. Um, I, I rather enjoyed the game myself, but um, I had hoped that uh, you know we could have. You know, there was a couple portions of the game with like Browning just had a lot of time to throw the ball. Like he had great protection. The pass protection was outstanding. And he wasn't letting it rip. He wasn't letting it rip, but I don't know that guys were necessarily getting open for him either. Like, you know, I there wasn't didn't seem to be a lot of separation with the receivers uh, with their secondary. Um, you know, maybe I'm misreading that wrong, but I, I felt like. You know, there was just times where he had a lot of, you know, he had a really good protection, um, a lot of time to throw the ball. We weren't able to to convert on some of those those plays. Um, but you know, Hunter Bryan, if you want to bring him up, I mean, he had some really good uh, catches. Two, two for two. Yeah, two. Well, yeah, two. But I, I like one was like down the seam, like for I think what nineteen twenty yards. It, it looked like it was going to be incomplete too. Yeah, and he just snagged it. It was a really nice uh, catch. He got a little yard or two after the catch. And then that, that deep ball where he, he did have to go up for the ball. It was, it was a touch high for him to get to. And uh, he just snagged it. I mean, I think, he, and you know, they had him blocking too. They had him lined up uh, as a fullback. And he did run some, you know, they kind of had that same Kamari Pleasant 
they, he created a little run lane. Um, yeah. One one thing I, I wanted to mention, I just want to go back for a second to Oregon State's performance because I was sitting with a metric superiority guy, and I, at some point in the second quarter, probably middle of the second quarter, towards the end after they scored a couple times, he pointed out that like to that point they had played like a perfect football game. Like I mean, the not beeves? not or like yeah, the beeves. Like they had played a perfect football game. Like I, you know, the uh, they got a huge luck on that special teams play where it, it ricocheted like right back to the kicker. I, I forget where else they converted. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, they, I that that's the thing. Like they weren't even they weren't even playing that badly. Yet we still had the game. Under total control. I mean, yeah, I would have liked to see over 40 points at halftime and over 50 points, but... Um, <laughs> you can't be too greedy. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if, if not... Like, the question the question I have is, is not being able to put our foot on the gas, really on anybody this year, is that a function of... Um, is it a function of we're just not that great of a team? Is it or is it a function of we just we're, we lose interested or because we know we're going to win? Or is it a function of coaches playing not to lose because they know that we can win and we don't have to risk anything on offense? I mean, I know there's no you know the coaches would would have the exact answer, but that's just something I'm I'm wondering in terms of trying to project trying to project the next game and hopefully the Pac-12 championship game. That's just something I'm thinking about because I just, Jimmy, I just, I I look at our team. I look now we're getting healthier. You know, I just, I look at the talent that we have and it's, you know, I look at the advanced metrics and we're, you know, I don't know where we are and metric superiority guy puts everything together and he has an aggregate. I think we're, I don't, the last week or two, I think we were 11 or 12, somewhere in there, you know, maybe we dropped a spot or two. It's, it's pretty close in that area. So it just, I don't know. I mean, it just, I, I, I look at where we are with the metrics and then I watch us play on the field and it just, it just feels like we don't have that, that just little, oomph, you know, that, that extra gear where we can just take our play to the next level. And I, you know, I don't, I just, I, I don't know what it is. Well, I, I, I need to tread lightly here because I've been accused of just being a very negative and not focusing on the win and uh, looking at some of the negatives. But, um, you know, tequila gave me a bad time that, you know, I just don't understand football. Um, you know, for me, some of the concern around that, that, that extra gear, that oomph, um, or that uninterested play. I mean, I felt like there was some of that against the Cal Bears, where I felt we kind of lulled, like we just didn't seem to be into it. That was ASU last year. Um, I think, you know, portions, I, you know, looking back now at the Oregon loss and looking at Oregon as a whole, I mean, that that's a tough loss. I think that's a harder loss to swallow uh, I think even that further, even more now. But you know, maybe it's the fact that you know losing the Auburn to start the year uh, caused some. I mean, I don't know how it would, but maybe it caused some disinterest because obviously you get looped into the conversation that now you're completely out of the playoff because you lost one game. 
Um, and granted, they had some puffs, puff teams after that. Well, I mean, Utah, not necessarily a puff, obviously. Um, but it, you got to wonder some of the flat play. And, you know, that's fine if you if in the first quarter, you know, you had your good workout and you take a nap. But I think there's something to be said about how you play the game consistently. Um, and, and, and frankly, there's just there's been a lot of evidence that this team just goes flat uh, for a period of time. Um, and obviously it didn't matter against Oregon State. I mean, they're just not a good football team. Their defense is atrocious. Um, I, I don't, I, it's hard to pinpoint because I think for the most part, I mean, I, I like a lot of the guys on this team. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think, I, I don't know. I can't, I can't pinpoint it, Chess. I, I can't. I can't pinpoint what it is. But I think there's a mentality. I mean, if you watch, I mean, I don't. I don't want to go too far into Minchie quite yet. But you look at Minchie and those guys, man. They're like, they're juiced all the time. Like they're fired up, firing on all cylinders. I mean, they're having fun. Um, and this has been brought up by Coker and Dennis. Sometimes you got to wonder if, the, you know, if they're having fun out there. Um, I mean, do you, do you recall seeing a lot of emotion from the team against the Beebs in their last home game uh, at Husky Stadium? Well, in the in the Stanford game, the, the the practice the week before, Jalen Johnson said that a big emphasis was having fun. So that was after the Cal game. So I don't know. I mean, does it have something to do with some of the personalities on the team? I know that Coker and Dennis go into that. Um. I mean, I don't know if that has something to do with it. Um, clearly, you know, Gaskin getting hurt, that um, took us down a level. I mean, I still think if he's healthy, we probably win. I'm not going away against Oregon, but we definitely win in regulation. Um, and if, if he plays against Cal, we definitely win that. So Gaskin being healthy again helps. I, yeah, I mean, because I, I don't know why people would be disinterested or unemotional at this point um oh there's all there's a lot to play for obviously um i you know i will say i i I do have firsthand knowledge of this like i'm not i'm not gonna i'm not gonna mention teams or how i have this info but this this is not like uncommon but if a team is like on the on the edge of like getting a bowl berth now it's a little different now because like you can have a losing record and get to a bowl but like some teams like they're hoping to lose so they don't have to do bowl game practices um i mean that's not the situation here for washington i mean you're going to a bowl game regardless of how you finish out uh this friday but um man i, I to have the opportunity to to plan the pac-12 championship get to the rose bowl uh, the the week ahead that you'll get all the cr- all the gifts and stuff that you get on that trip and swag all the- bags you get oh swag bag I mean man some of the swag bag stuff I mean you'd be pretty jacked I mean it's not a bad gig so I, I think there should be plenty to play for and obviously um, I I think they're gonna have a little giddy up in the step though for uh, for the Cougs especially with all the all the uh, the attention that they are receiving. So I, I you know, I, I think this week there's probably hopefully it'll be a lively practice uh, for our beloved Huskies. Yeah, I mean, just because looking at these games, you know, Oregon State, 
28-3. And then it ends up being 42-23. to I know the game was already over. Stanford, 21-0. We hold on to win. You know, Cal, we were even moving the ball there at the beginning. Uh, slow starts against Colorado and Arizona State at home. UCLA, you know, we were up by 17 in the first half. They made it a game at the end. Uh, yeah, I just, uh, th- that would just, I feel like if we're going to win this game and win the conference, like we need to, like the Stanford or getting Gaskin back, like that's an inflection point for the season. And then after the or like this, this becomes another inflection point where, okay, we have Hunter Bryant now um, and we, we play our best game of the season and then we, uh, follow that up with another good performance against Utah. Like we can't, we can't play like we've been playing for most of the season. Yeah. I think uh, if you're going to have, if you're going to have big lulls against Washington state, (laughs) you know, say what you will about their offense. I mean, they they can score quickly. No, they did have trouble with Cal, but you just can't afford to like, just go flat for, you know, a quarter, quarter and a half. I just, I don't think they're going to have that, um, that luxury in this game. I mean, just look at, you know, we know our defense is going to do well on offense. I mean, you have Gaskin, you have Hunter Bryant back, who's probably close to a hundred percent. I mean, those are great talents. Ty Jones, he's six, four, He's made some acrobatic catches here or there. He's been he's been good catching touchdowns. This, I mean, he's he's almost two full, full years into the program. Mm-hmm. Like he he needs a, he. I don't know if if Browning is not. I mean, maybe Jake needs to throw more fifty fifty balls and and give him a chance because Wazoo their defense they play a little bit like ASU and they're undersized on the line and so the way they compensate for that is they do a lot of run blitzing. You know, they leave guys in one on one coverage at times. And look at Fuller. I mean, Fuller was so great at the beginning of uh, at the beginning of the season. He his his performance has completely trailed off. I mean, I don't know if that's him or if that's Browning. You know, not getting him the ball, but um, just it, it's it's disappointing to me that Auburn is the best defense that we played, and, and we had uh, how many yards did we have? Like five hundred that game. It was yeah, some, it was some number. Yeah, it was almost or four fifty or four seventy. I mean, doing that against Auburn, and now we have you know pretty much this you know, yeah, Chico and Pounds are. I mean, I get that, but just well, there's I mean, no I, situational guy. I mean, there's just the offense cannot soft cock it this game. That needs <laughs> to have its best game of the year. Well, I'll tell you this, Jess that. I watched a little bit of Luke Wattenberg um, on Saturday. I keyed in on him. He's he's going to have to play better. Uh, there, there were some instances where I felt like he was just kind of running around and not really putting a hat on anyone, not playing with that aggression you need out of your line. Um, he struggled. He's He's been struggling some. Um, he, he's going to have to play better, uh, I think, for, for this run game too. Um, they're going to need um, some more consistency out of him at that guard position. Um, I, I think what, 
and we talked about this briefly. I think one thing though that Washington, well, I think there's a number of advantages, but I think Jimmy Lake is going to have the right mindset in place for this defense. Lake enjoys playing against the Leach offense. Uh, he's going to challenge that secondary. He's going to challenge that defense uh, against this high-powered Minchie offense. Um, so I think from a mentality standpoint, defensively, like you were saying, I don't have a lot of concerns, right? Um, but when it comes to the offense, you know, does do they get complicated and, and run some funky uh, shifts and, and motions or whatnot? Um, I did, though. They did have a new wrinkle where uh, Browning um, had a fake handoff to Gaskin. He spun around and threw it to the out. Uh, through an out route, actually, that was a pretty pretty creative play. That was pretty cool. I think they uh, put in a few wrinkles for Washington State to think about. Um, but you know, we've talked about it. I, we can go on for days about it. But you know what we want? We want a physical run game that features Gaskin, and and he's a coup killer, man. I mean, lean on lean on what you do well. That's running the football, and uh, let's not get let's not get overly cute. Um, you know, with throwing the ball. Uh, you know, I think we got to see some uh, emergence out of uh, Kate Otten. Now, granted, Oregon State's defense, like you had pointed out, is is not elite. They are they are pretty bad. But um, I did like them trying to get Otten into space and giving Browning some some easy throws. So I I, I want to see a ball control offense. Keep Minchie off the field, Williams. Uh, and that's going to be with running the game, ball control, and, and I think mid to intermediate routes and finding your tight ends. And uh, I think, you know, that's one thing I think this offense can do is sustain some drives. I think they're built to sustain drives, and they've got to do it. Yes, and hopefully uh, Dennis and Coker, they're really doogging over Kate Otten. But my, uh, yeah, I get that he's going to be great, but can he be great? <laughs> can he be great this week? Yeah, I, I, the kid's getting better and better. I mean, right? You know, consistency is going to be important, and I, I do like I've I've liked Auden since you know, getting a good look at him at the spring game. Um, he's going to be a good player. And yeah. so, I mean, offensively, yeah. if we can run, run the ball as well as we did last year, then <laughs> we won't need to throw that many passes, but. I just, I just do like, just do what fucking works. And if we're looking at the matchup, let me bring up, um, let me bring up some of the advanced stats. I mean, I have notes all over the place. First of all, there's all this talk like, oh, Wazoo's good on defense. Like, you know, oh, they have a good defense too. That's bullshit. I don't know what people are looking at. I mean, I, l- looking at, looking at their FEI and S and P plus for defense, I just put the two together to come up with an average rank. So, 2015, it was 56. 2016, 53. 2018, 55. Now, last year, they actually did have a good defense. Uh, It was 22, but their offense was actually shittier. Uh, Their offense, averaging those two together, um, well, this is, FEI hasn't updated yet, so this is uh, not completely updated, but 10. So, 
looking at, um, yeah, in the big picture, why is Wazoo a lot better? Or why, why have they, you know, taken a step? It's all Minshew. The, the two biggest things are their turnovers are down by a massive amount. They only have six turnovers this year. Wow. And if you look at 2015, they had 21, 2016, 13, 2017, they had 23. Now, if you deduct, you know, all those those other three years, they had massive amount of turnovers against us. Um, but anyway, this, this year is still, um, I'm only looking at conference stats too, because if you look at Wazoo's non-league stats, it really inflates how good they are. So these are just conference stats. So, there's that, and then the other thing is how often they were sacked in those other three years was about 4.2 to 5.8%. This year, they're only sacked 1.5% of the time. So th- that's that's where the improvement is with uh, with Wazoo. It's really it's Minshew. It's Minshew. He's not there, he's not turning the ball over, and he's he's not getting sacked. He's able to you know run around and find guys and make plays. So that's. You know, and that's a big that's a big difference. That's, um, you know, a big difference for this game than in years past. But going, uh, but sorry to circle back, but I do want to go back to their defense. So looking at the stats, according to S and P Plus, they're 80th in run D. Now they're D. I mean, the S and P stats are they're decent in pass D, but. Um, yeah, they're number 80 in run D. I heard Drew Bledsoe on 710, which, you know, I wasted like five minutes of my life listening to that. And he was saying like, oh, well, the Cougs, they're, they're winning where you should be winning. Like on the off, you know, on the offensive defensive line, their, their run, their yards per carry is not very good. And on defense, they're, you know, middle of the pack in terms of rush defense. So I don't know what the hell he's talking about. They're just winning because... Minshew is a perfect fit for them. He, he, I mean, Minshew was nothing for East Carolina. He got benched at one point during the season. He just he he, he was a perfect fit for this team and their offense. Uh, but so the bet anyway, Jimmy. Defensively, uh, you know r- r- their rush D is where the weakness is. So that should bode well for us to run on them. Yeah. No. Um... You know, I, I not I'm shifting gears on you, but you know, like you've mentioned, though, Minchie is a is a perfect fit for for the Leech offense, right? Um, I do think, though, more concerning to me is is Booby Williams, James Booby Williams, the running back. Um, that guy is a pretty good runner. I mean, he's pretty elusive. He's hard to tackle. He runs well up the middle. I mean, obviously, they don't give him the ball much, but he's got, I think, what, 70 catches on the year? Something crazy like that. I think that's where, you know, if they're not going to give a lot of options to Minchie down the field, he does, he'll does. he either run, he'll look for uh, lanes to run down, run through, and then, you know, leak out the ball to, to Williams, who you know, can get that five to seven yard catch, like, like it's nothing. Um, so I, you know, to me, it's, he's going to be a big component, I think for this game. Well, yeah. Um, Williams has 69 catches. You mean a big, big component because Minshew checks down quite a bit. 
Well, that and I think I think he I think he has the ability to get some run. You know, if Washington State might might decide to to, to attempt to give him a few more carries, and I think he's capable of doing that. Um, now, do I see the Cougs changing up their offense completely heading into this game? No, not on, not likely. Um, but boy, if I'm on the Cougs side, I, I wouldn't be afraid to let Booby get a few carries because he, he's a good player. Um, that 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 to me is is the second most worrisome player to me. And and Borgie, that little shit Borgie, um, he's good too. Yeah, he 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 he's elusive. He breaks tackles. He's he's a smart player. Um, so I look to those three guys. Like their kicker's not very good. <laughs> Uh, I think he's mixed, missed two extra points in the last two weeks. And they have Peyton Pallor, who's like on the Deontay Cooper plan. Yeah, he's been. Yeah, he's he's been with the team a long, long time. And, Has he been in like eight Apple Cups? Yeah, at least. Uh, I, I must mention before I forget, the Coug Express out of Pullman is already selling seats for the Pac-12 championship. You can ride a bus. Uh, it'll start in Bellevue, go to Tacoma, Vancouver, or they, uh, Spokane and Pullman, and then out of Tri-Cities to Santa Clara. Wow. Yeah, it departs uh, out of all those places on the 29th, and you can take a bus down to Santa Clara. So they're already selling, so they're already, they're already ready to go. They already believe this is a victory. Selling seats. Amazing. Well, I mean, they believe they believe they're going to win every Apple Cup. Did you see Jim Moore's preview? He he said that part of him thinks that this could they could beat us the way we beat Oregon two years ago. Oh, seventy to twenty-one. Well, he's just saying it could be. You know, we're going to. Part of me thinks we could exercise the demons the way UW did to Oregon, and we could blow them out. <laughs> well. <laughs> I think one difference is that was a pitiful Oregon team. I mean, that was that was a really bad football team. Yeah, we were a fucking awesome team. Yeah, I don't, I don't. That's that's more. That's just, I, shit. Anything's possible, but to think that they're gonna do that against this team, I, I, I seems unlikely. I mean, maybe this team. Uh, you know, fired on all cylinders against Arizona. Are they going to repeat that two weeks in a row? I don't, unlikely. Well, Jimmy, I mean, maybe, let's not forget two years ago they beat Arizona 69-7. Yeah. So this was not as impressive a performance as it was two years ago. And, you know, there, there are times where, you know, Minchie isn't perfect with the ball. Uh, I, I've watched him play. He's not like – he's certainly not invincible. Um, but they they put together some really nice route schemes. Uh, Brock did a very good job of you know breaking down <laughs> breaking down the game as Brock loves to break things down. Um, however, I mean I think with the emergence of Elijah Molden, uh, I mean Dominic Hampton got in the game. I mean Taylor Rapp. I mean I just feel like. For more to, to to think they're going to exercise their demons in that in that fashion, I think is I, I would I think that's incredibly unlikely that that would happen. 
there, there's nothing that would point to that even remotely happening. Yeah, I mean, the, it's not a they don't match up that well with Washington. Well, and and again, a lot of a lot of the Krugs forget that you know Cal had him on the ropes. <laughs> if, if Cal doesn't go, go their backup quarterback to throw the ball in the end zone where he never throws the ball, like way to outthink yourself on that one, fellas. I mean, they were going down to win that game. Yeah. Uh, and you know, so for a brain fart, you know, that was, you know, that was a poor coaching. I mean, coaches are stupid most of the time anyway. Um, iron, unless, yeah, iron law. Unless you're Sean McVay, that guy's a good coach, but, um, <laughs> there's one good coach. There's one good coach is Sean McVay. I mean, Belichick's all right too, but, um, so I, I mean, I think like you had mentioned that, you know, this, this often offense isn't, you know, they, they can be stopped. We've seen it. You know, Cal has a good secondary. We have a good secondary. Um, I mean, there's a lot of pieces here where it should, yeah, them putting up 70, I, I don't anticipate. Well, and, and Dennis made a good point, which is we scored, we scored 70 and later that year, we only scored 13 against USC. And that touchdown was on a broken play. So, you know, Matt Calkins had an article, you know, he, he was cooging over, oh, you know what, Washington should be worried now. Yeah. I mean, I look, two years ago, again, they beat Arizona 69-7, and then UW kicked the shit out of them. You know, we, we remember we beat Arizona 51-3 to in 2015, and that wasn't like some, you know, I think we still lost um, – two games after that uh, before we before we uh, won three or four in a row to end the season so I mean re- reading into reading into one game but especially against Arizona I mean that's ridiculous the, the only thing you can read into is the Cougs are confident and Minshew can if you're I mean the question about Minshew is can he transcend their in the inferiority complex of the other 84 guys on the team yeah, <laughs> you know because yeah. they're all beta losers against UW, and but he's clearly not, and you know that's why they've been able to, you know, they've won a lot of close games, and when you have a guy, you know, it, it can be kind of random at times, performance in close games, it, at least from a coach's point of view, but you know when you have a, a quarterback like that, um, it, it makes a big difference in close games. I mean, just look at Tui for example. Absolutely. Yeah. No. And then in like, yeah, the mental factor with, you know, just the domination of the last four Apple cups, um, you know, hasn't been a contest really. Um, I, I think that has to play a factor. And, yeah, and on the other hand, will the, be- will the betas on our team, I mean, do, do they, do, does Jimmy Lake turn them into alphas against Wazoo? <laughs> Or, or, I mean, do the betas on our team feel like they're alphas against Wazoo? They probably feel like they're alphas against Wazoo. So then maybe maybe if that's the case, then we can see see this team raise its game and play its best game of the year. Well, this, this would certainly be the time to do it. I mean, if you talk to – if you listen to Dickie Baird, he has predicted – 
that this game will be won on the foot of the Peyton Henry, that he will win the game for Washington. Oh, Christ. Come Friday. That's Dickie B's prediction for the game. It's going to come down to Peyton Henry's leg. Why? Because this is, he's going to, he's going to, he's going to on a kickoff. We're going to tie the game, and then with with uh, forty seconds to go, and then on the kickoff, he's going to kick it, and the coup guy's going to fumble it, and we'll recover it <laughs> and kick a few. That so that's how we're going to win the game. Yeah, something something to that effect. Yeah. No, it's going to be a last-second field goal by Peyton Henry to finish off the Cougs. I, I honestly thought about this, Jimmy. Like, I mean, I, I'm sure it's true with you, but, like, I torture myself during these games that, like, I don't know. Maybe, like, one day I'm going to try not watching the game. Good luck. Just because I, I torture myself through these, through these, you know, seemingly 50-50 games. Like, this is my pattern as a fan. Like, I forgot to mention this Arizona game. I was really well-behaved until, you know, the end of the first half. We didn't score. Uh, they didn't call that penalty. I was getting angry, especially in the third quarter. So when I start, mis- when I go sideways, I turn into psycho fan. Okay. Okay. And then, then the next stage after psycho fan is, uh, that's psycho fan evolves into peak negative fan. <laughs> Where peak negative fan is like we're gonna lose. It's okay. You know, every third down, we're gonna give it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're just going. Yeah, got it. And then what's after that? Um, I don't. I don't know what's after that. I, I'm still looking for. Hopefully, I don't have to experience it, that this Friday. Well, yeah, 100. percent I mean, there, there's a lot of cocky coogs, man. They, oh. they are. They're convinced it's it's their game, but what you, what year is this? What do you mean? What year is this? I mean, it. it I, I'm just. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I. I was when you said that. I was thinking maybe I'm in a time machine, and this is 2015, 2016, <laughs> 2017. <laughs> They're about, always convinced. Or what about all the guesser years? Yeah, the four straight wins against the, that that perv guesser. We are we are two field goals away from having won eleven years in a row. Wazoo has not had a fourth quarter lead in this series since two thousand seven. I'll never forgive Sark's eighteen point loss, or we we're up eighteen in the fourth and lost the game. Yeah, I flipped out that game too. Oh, I, An underrated, he, underrated flip out on my part. Oh, he should have been fired after that game. That should have been, I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty, but obviously it worked out that he didn't. But hey, he, good, good, good he thing. Good, good thing we were able to win the twenty thirteen Apple Cup because if we didn't, then maybe USC doesn't hire him. Yeah, that's true. So that, so <laughs> that was that point. was one of the biggest Apple Cup victories. What's that? In that regard, that was one of the biggest Apple Cup victories. Buddy, you, your audio has just gone to pot. Really? Hold on a second. Oh, you're back. You're back. Don't do anything. You're good. All right. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, what I was saying is, uh, in that regard, that 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 apple that apple cup victory is very important. The twenty thirteen one. They're all important, chest. Right. Well, do do we? Is there anything specific we want to get into before the questions that you want to talk about this Coug matchup? Um. Yeah, I'm bringing up the questions. I'm just looking at some of my notes. Oh yeah, please peruse over the notes. Yeah, I mean, my no, I need to do a better job organizing these. Yeah, so really, I mean, the big, the big, I think you know, keys to the game uh, for us: force turnovers. Mm-hmm. Get, I think we're going to have some turnover luck. Yeah, force turnovers. Get pressure on Minshew. And on offense, I would say the receivers have to win one-on-one matchups, and Jake has to trust them. Yeah. Because if, um, you know, if the receivers, if, if he can trust them and the receivers can win some one-on-one matchups, we know that it's most likely we're going to be able to run the ball on them. So, you know, we have to have that other... I don't think it's going to be like last year where we can basically just every play we can run the ball. Why not? Well, if it's like that, that'd be fantastic. You know, with Gaskin, Ahmed, Ahmed, and and McGrew, I I mean, McGrew had some nice plays. I, I like the running trio that we have in place. Now, I think it's important to give Gaskin all the run he needs to get in a rhythm. But, boy, I, I'm pretty happy that they get to bring in Ahmed. And, you know, did you notice in the Oregon State game they did split him out, too, as a receiver? I don't know if you noticed that. Which which play was that? I don't know the exact play, but they split him out. Oh, you know what, though? It was, it was, a, it was the reverse Gaskin took the ball and uh, just handed it off to to Ahmed. So I take that back. Um, hopefully they use that up as use that as a setup. I, I don't really care for that play, but they did get a, a few yards off of it. Um, I hope that they create something off that formation for Ahmed to to make a play uh, out in space versus like doing the sweep. Yeah, I mean, I, I looked. I want to give me a second. I want to check how many explosive, explosive run plays Wazoo has given up. Let's see. Um, yeah, they have given given up. Uh, you know, they're fifth in ten, ten yard runs given up in conference play. Um, Not horrible. They're tenth in twenty yard runs given up. So, you know, I, I would like to see. I would like to see us uh, get break many of these runs because they do, you know, they run blitz a lot. You know, they gamble with their small D line. They move around a lot. So that opens up gaps and and pockets. And I hope we stick with the run game, you know, because occasionally they'll get some negative plays just because of the way they play. But when we break some runs against them, you know, they could be 10, 15 yard runs. Sure. Well, buddy, 
you, you know and I know what we want to see on Friday. We just want Bush to execute that game plan. Well, I want the I want the players to execute. Well, yeah, they need to sure. fucking execute. They they Ty Jones Fuller, they need to be challenged. The offensive line needs to be challenged. Brown, yeah. Browning, they all need to be challenged. Yeah, I think, and uh, you know, I think Hunter Bryant's going to have probably a, a pretty big impact on the game this weekend. There on Friday, and I think that's probably what, why we played him. Uh, there's a question about that. I know we talked a lot about, yeah, you know, about play him or not. I, I'm surprised that Coker, Pepsi, and uh, Lamichael Corley—they're all beside themselves that we played him, but. Um, you know, I love the analysis that those guys give, but I disagree. I, I would have played him, and I'd, I'd do it again. And you made a great point. I mean, if he has a great season next year, he's not going to be here for five years. He's not a five-year guy. He, he's a unique talent that, that the, the NFL covets. He knows that. Um, and, you know, staying healthy is important, and getting the NFL healthy is important. And you, you uh-huh. need you need game reps. Yeah, I think I think there's there's nothing that can replace live live snaps. Um, you know, practice is important. Obviously, <laughs> you got to practice, uh, but giving the live game is is important. And frankly, they that gives Washington State something to look at that they're that they're going to have to account for. Now, granted. Do they not have him on film? Does that make a difference? I mean, either way, uh, I don't. I don't think it hurts to play him. I, I was fine with him playing against the Beavs. Yeah, I think it only helps them moving forward to hopefully continue the season on. Ready to do some questions? Sure. Okay, from our buddy Huskies fan ninety one. Favorite Apple Cup moment for you guys? Oh man, dude, easily. I mean, for me. I have two, but oh man, I, I yeah, I think because well, I was there live, it would have to be the John Anderson four field. Was it four field goals he kicked? I think three. Five? No, it was more than three. Had to have been. Okay, one at the end of regulation, and then three in overtime. Was that it? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, it was in Pullman. Yeah, I was at that game, too. I got hit by a bottle. Yeah, that's when I was on the field. That moment was just... Yeah, that was amazing. He kicked a, what he, I think he kicked a 51-yarder. It was like a 47 or 48-yarder. I thought one of them was a 50-yarder. Pretty sure. Almost positive, but, you know, people's memories aren't as good as they think they are. Um, and, I, you know, frankly, that Marquise Cooper interception, RIP Marquise... Yeah, um, at Husky Stadium, that was pure pandemonium in the stands. Like Marquise Cooper is going in. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously, that that was like that's that's what I'm talking about, Chez. Like back in the day, man. Like when the crowds were just fucking electric, man. Just just buzzing. I mean, I'll never forget. The Miami game. I mean, I was on the sidelines at the end of the game for that Miami game. But you were on the sidelines. I was. Oh I was man, the... that's amazing. Yeah, I, I, uh, you know, I was do, I was doing some of the radio stuff back in the day. So I'd go, I'd be down on the, the sidelines generally for like the last half of the fourth quarter. 
uh, waiting for to go, you know, get player sound or whatever. But um, yeah, man, uh, there's nothing like it. Those crowds in in that Marquise Cooper pick. I mean, people were running up and down the metal bleachers, man. Like just go, like. <laughs> You know, people high-fiving, hugging strangers. I mean, it was just straight up. It was just craziness. Like, I've never, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm the section I'm in for a majority of the games. But everyone, it's like, you start yelling and screaming. And you get those head turns where they kind of look back at you and they just give you that look. That look of, like, just disdain. Like, would you sh- would you shut your mouth, you little punk ass? Um, so, not to get off track, but... It'd have to be the Marquise Cooper interception and and the John Anderson field goals. Those were pretty epic. I'll, I'll tell you one of the worst moments, though, was to see the Leaf flag in Husky Stadium in the 97 Apple Cup. That one stung real bad. The Leaf flag? Yeah, they had a Ryan Leaf flag that a fan was waving oh. in the stands um, after the 97 Apple Cup when Ryan Leaf beat us. And that was that was Ryan Leaf beating us. I mean, that guy was really good in college. Yeah, that was a disappointing end to a really disappointing season. But <laughs> look, here's here's what like everything you need to know about Wazoo and UW. After that game, the Cougs celebrated on the field. Didn't yeah. they take down one of the goalposts? Uh, they attempted to. Yeah. And they had the leaf flag. Not, you know, nothing nothing happened to them. And 2002 Apple Cup, which we both went to, we didn't know each other. Fans went on the field, and the Coug fans did not respectfully let us celebrate. They instead were throwing deadly objects at everybody yeah. on the field. Yeah, so I saw someone get blasted, like, in the head. Yeah, a couple people got hurt. I got hit in the neck with a full Dasani. And I fell down. Like, that's how powerful it was. Oof. Maybe I saw you get hit, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. We're in the Matrix. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that just... I, yeah, I mean, I don't want to go on a tangent, but, the, the like, I wouldn't even dislike the Cougs that much if it weren't for their massive inferiority complex. It's just so... It's just so ugly to me. Go on. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. What's you know, next? And they, and they think, you know, and it's like, oh, he, you, you read what they're saying. Oh, this guy's another Jack Husky. This, You know, this guy's another Jack Husky fan, which is their term for someone who's a fan but didn't go to the school. Like, yeah, that's, it, that's yeah. It's like, hey, you fucktards. You think Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, Michigan, you think all the fans they have, all of them are alums? No. Yeah, I don't I don't understand that logic. I don't know. They they really love pointing that one. Oh, you know, no, UW Bothell doesn't count, man. God. What? UW it says it says the same thing on the fucking degree. Yeah, I don't yeah. UW Bothell doesn't count. Fuck that. Yeah, I, mean, I mean I didn't yeah. go to UW Bothell, but yeah, anyway, it's 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 irksome. Yeah, exactly. It's irksome. All right, just, what what just, keep going just, down. you know, they're fucking they're just fucking their inferiority complex. I will give a shout out to Eric Johnson from Como because he's a coog, but
but he has no inferiority complex. He, he loves the Cougs. He doesn't throw it in your face or anything. He's really professional. Shout out to that guy because he, he's a professional. And Professional Coog. I mean, he's just a professional all around. And, you know, he. I think he... Uh, I remember reading something that he wrote, like, I think it was like his dad was a Coug fan. I think he grew up in Spokane. So, I mean, that's cool. Like, he, you know, he loves the Cougs because they're part of his childhood and he went to the school. I mean, that's fantastic. You, you, you don't hear him talking about, you know, oh, well, you know, Softy didn't go to the school and, you know, these people didn't go to the school and Jack Husky. He's just, he's all about loving his own team. It has nothing to do with hating the rival. Do you think we're professional chess? Do you find us professional? <laughs> um, well, <laughs> given, given given the amount of money that we get paid for this, I think we're I think we're professional enough. <laughs> uh, fair enough. Yeah. Well, good point. Shout out to Eric Johnson. No, I mean I have no I have no problem if with with fans like that. I mean, you love your team. That's awesome. But too many cougs. They just have this massive inferiority complex. I think they actually hate Softy more than they hate the Huskies. Yeah. <laughs> like, thing, thing, <laughs> things they hate, the Huskies are number two. Softy is number one. Like, they literally hate, they can't stand Softy. I think he's even on <laughs> Urban Dictionary under Jack Husky. I remember looking at that a couple years ago. Like, Softy, is, he's even on Urban Dictionary under Jack Husky. Amazing. <laughs> Well, he likes it. Yeah, Pretty there's tough. like there's like three or four guys on Twitter who are like impersonating Softy. Yeah, I've seen it like Softy's ball sack or something. <laughs> I mean, how much of a loser do you have to be to do that? Uh, I, <laughs> you got a lot of time, I guess. I don't know, man. Anyway, I'm we, sorry for going way off. What's, what's yeah, the next question? Keep it going. Thoughts on Hunter Bryant playing versus Oregon State? I like it. I like it. I was fine with it. I thought it was the right move. Look, if we, if we keep recruiting the way we are and, and, and we get some tight ends the next couple of years, we're not going to be worried about saving the red shirt of one player who's not going to be here for five years. Yep. Uh, I second that. Are BBK and Tevis good enough in pass coverage space versus Coop's running backs when Minshew checks down to them and it's one-on-one? Oh, I think BBK is. Yeah. Yes. So that that's a concern of, of yours, like when he checks down that uh, Borgi and Williams can take these yeah. catches and get, you know, 10-yard gains instead of like four or five. Yeah, I think they can get that five to seven yard gain. I think what's really important is, you know, obviously making tackles. Um, you know, those guys are pretty good at tackling. Um, like I said, Booby Williams is, is a shifty back. He is hard to tackle. He's had some pretty sick runs this year. Um, so it's going to be key that, um, you know, if you're in position to make the play to play it. Uh, you know, BBK is not going to wow you with his you know athletic prowess um but he's a good tackler he's a smart player i mean as long as he plays sound football he'll be okay i think bbk you know he's i mean he's fast i think that he's going to keep an eye on minchie um 
heady player, right? Peterson loves his heady players. Oh um, yeah, he's heady. He's a heady guy. He's, you know, high GPA guy. Um, yeah, I think they'll be all right. I mean, Williams is a good player. I mean, he's not like elite. He's not. I don't think he has elite speed, but he's got great hands. He's got good vision. He's slippery. Um, so you just got to make sure you you know you you don't let him break you know break free. Can't let him break tackles. What is each team's best position group matchup in this game? Well, I think it's our secondary. Or would you say it's our offensive line against their D line? That's yeah, I would say that. Yeah. I think I think our O line um yeah, has the advantage there. Maybe would you say Minshew against our linebackers or their running backs against our linebackers in the pass game? Or am I being too Yeah. I mean, no. I'm looking at it from Wazoo's perspective. Yeah, I think it's going to be. They're going to. I think they're going to try to create. You know, they're going to create plays uh, in the linebacker space. Um. Yeah, I think. I think if you've watched teams, they're going to. You know, Washington's going to want to limit the big play, right? So that's been their. It's been their tactic for most of the season. So you know, it's going to be. Obviously, creating pressure on Minchie and, and not allowing him to you – know, my, my fear is the dink and dunk, right? And I think that's where you get the matchup issues in the middle of the field. Um, and I think another thing that's going to be really key for this D-line is to get their hands up, right? Yeah, I think they've yeah. got to try to get their hands up in throwing lanes. I think we had a lot of opportunities to do that. We don't put our hands up a lot, and I think that's something that – should be a focus uh, this week, but yeah, I think um, I think it's Minchie against the linebackers. I think you're right. Yeah, no, I think it's you're right about it's the O line uh, against their D line, but I think our secondary will match up well with their receivers. And you know, I don't know. I think I, I think you nailed it though. I think it's the offensive line matchup, and then probably Minchie. Next gets- question. Do you yeah. think Trey Adams and Shane Bowman will have any impact in the Apple Cup? I think Bowman will, just in the sense of getting guys um, a couple, you know, a couple plays off to catch their breath. Um, I don't think he's going to hurt you. I don't know that he's necessarily going to help you either, but he's going to give guys an opportunity to to take a series off, or at least you know four or five plays. Um, Trey. I mean, I didn't get a good look at him. I mean, everything I've read from what everyone said on every angle, angle that he appeared to be rusty. I think Hilbers will get the start, but I think Trey will be on the field for a portion of the game. Yeah, some, I, someone put mentioned... Him at left guard. What? Just put him at left guard. Yeah, yeah. Someone mentioned that he could be he could be like a, a sixth offensive lineman, like if we're going to do a jumbo or sure. bigger package. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's probably a, a an option, but I'm not, I'm not joking, man. <laughs> Why not let him put him at guard, rusty or not? I think he, I think he'd give you. I mean, I don't know how much he understands the role of the left guard position, but 
I'm sure he has some insight into it. <laughs> Being that he's a left tackle and you got to know what the guy's doing next to you. But, um, yeah, I think he, he's going to play impact-wise. I mean, we'll see. I mean, did you – Did you, I think he had a holding penalty against the Beavs. Yeah. He did. Um, I, I didn't get a good luck at him, Adam, to be frank. I haven't watched the replay. Yeah, one of Fetter's uh, questions at the press conference today for Pete, he was saying, "Oh, it was great that you know this time of year you have the you know you're the healthiest you've been." And Peterson didn't—I mean, he didn't disagree, but he was basically saying it takes some time for guys to come back and round into form. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and maybe I, I think Kamari Pleasant got hurt and it sounds like he's going to miss the Apple Cup he got hurt the previous game this week he's been hurt for a couple weeks yeah Um, yeah but um, yeah I mean I would say Hunter Bryant is a guy who looks like he could be rounding into form whereas Adams and Bowman probably not yet rounding into form Next question. Let's 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 speed this up. We've been on a while now, man. Fetter's also had some ridiculous, like he had some other ridiculous questions for Pete. Uh, he's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no surprise. How awesome was it to see K. Dot go in motion last week and then drop into a three-point stance as fullback? Should we expect to see more hard-nosed run game against Wazoo's mediocre run defense? Quite possible. I mean, they did hunt. They did the same thing with Hunter Bryant. I mean, let, let me mention too. I love Hunter Bryant wearing number one. Man, I, I just like him wearing the number one. I think that's awesome. That's awesome. You know what? Another thing to mention um, before I forget is special teams. Have you noticed how we now have Byron Murphy uh, catching punts and Ahmed? Yeah, catching kickoffs. I, I think. Yeah. I, I mean, I know they weren't the number one guys, but I think. I mean, I love to see things like that. It kind of, you know, I'm not a baseball fan, but I think it's cool when you get in the playoffs and it's like a winner, game seven, winner die scenario, and then the team just has to, you know, you have to like bring in your best pitcher, regard <laughs> regardless of if he's a starter or pitched a couple days ago or he's a reliever or whatever. I just. Like, I like to see that. You know, Arizona State's done that with Nikhil Harry and punt returns. And, you know, now it looks like we're doing it with Byron Murphy and Ahmed on kickoff. So hopefully those guys can give us something. Did you think on uh, Ahmed's big big run for, like, 50-plus yards, I, I was surprised it didn't take it all the way. Did, did you find him to be just a touch slower than he had appeared in the past? When, when was that play? I feel like I'm getting Alzheimer's or something because I can barely rem- I barely remember anything other than like the first three plays of the game. Yeah, no, he had a huge run. It was running toward the close end of the stadium. What, was it the first quarter, second quarter? I think it was the second quarter. No, maybe he was. Yeah, he was. Op- he was running to the open end. I'm pretty sure, or to the closed end. Might have that wrong on the direction, but yeah, he had a big play. Big run play, fifty yard run. And how was, did they? Did they push him out of bounds or? Yeah, he got pushed off from the sideline. Yeah. 
anyway, if you don't remember, you probably can't speak to it. But yeah. I was surprised he didn't take it all the way. I don't remember a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> What's next? On the, along the same line with the inconsistent special teams performance this year and arguably bad performance versus Oregon State, do you see coaching changes in this area? Any coaching changes in this area? Yeah, I, I think Gregory... There's two, there's problems at linebacker. I mean, you, Eifler transferred. Um, we lost Cahoe, and special teams have sucked this year. So I don't know how Gregory's going to keep his job. Well, he obviously didn't hand out enough coffee cups. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think Gregory's probably on the hot seat. I mean, the special teams has 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 not improved. It's like how do you? I'm sorry, but how do you come back from two weeks off and and you know basically look worse in, in the special teams phase? Is Whitford hurt again? Yeah, I mean Porter was kicking. I mean he's yeah he must be. I mean he was Porter was out there kicking. He had the block punt. Um, that's definitely a concern. Peyton Henry, I didn't, I wasn't able to see how badly he missed the forty yarder. Obviously, didn't go in. Me neither. Um, but you, you, you can't afford to have just really poor special teams on Friday. That it's certainly got to clean up for sure. Yeah. Compare and contrast: Minshew versus Falk, Clay's D versus Grinch's D. Will the newcomers fare any differently against us? I wonder which uh, Minshew, by newcomers, I think he means Minshew. Do they have a, a couple new receivers? Yeah, I mean, I think the big difference between Falk and Minchie is Minchie's much more consistent. Um, you know, he really understands the progression of the offense and where the ball needs to go, depending on the situation, like, Falk, you know, obviously was a bit of a head case. I mean, Leach was in his head badly. <laughs> um, and he would just have moments where, you know, he just did not have good series, like, one after another. Yeah, he uh, was uh, – sorry to interrupt you. Yeah, before I forget, Falk, he he did not have a good year last year. He was way better in 2016. I mean, the Cougs yeah. are very similar to where they were in 2016. They're You know, they didn't turn it over that often then. They're probably a touch – better this season but uh one thing i noticed uh watching clips of the past apple cups 20 uh one difference between falk and Minshew, aside from what you already said falk really pushed the ball he pushes the ball down the field mm-hmm. like he's more of a gambler and throwing down the field whereas Minshew, i think uh, many a time he just checks down and dumps it off do you do you agree with yeah. that yeah, no, I, I agree. Yeah. Um you know, Minchie's got good footwork. He's got you know, he's got a good passing throwing motion. Um he throws a tight ball. I mean he's elusive. I mean Falk didn't didn't have a lot of shake and bake to him. I mean Minchie can definitely scramble for yards. Um I mean Minchie's a big upgrade to Falk in my mind in, in, in the offense that that Leachy runs. Yes. Does 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 Minshew run that much? Yeah, yeah, he does. He no, runs. but I mean like run run forward. Yeah. Minchie? Yeah. Yeah, he does. Yeah. 
Yeah, he scrambles. He makes plays with his feet. Yeah, I mean, that that's a really good question. Um, will the newcomers fare any differently against us? I mean, I think Minchu will... I think he'll probably have a decent game just because of the way we play, but it's really... I mean, they will move the ball, but it's getting pressure on him to keep him encircled in the pocket because we probably don't want him to leak out. We, and we don't want to create huge gaps like we did last week. Um, and it's, it's in addition to that, it's getting turnovers. You know, knocking the, you know, causing fumbles after these guys catch the ball, you know, hitting them hard. I mean, that's going to be so huge. Next question. We're already at a, an hour and 16. Uh, I got an hour 15, bro. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, I think that's I think that's it. I mean, looking at stats. That's all we got for questions? Yeah. Man, our 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 well, I I only tweeted it once. We're losing our listeners. I didn't uh, tweet it twice. Oh man. Well, we're we're losing listeners, man. We better pick it up. Well, here's some stats. So, averaging together the FEI and S&P rankings of Wazoo opponent defenses. So, they average 44 and a half points against these defenses. 41, 54, 61, 69, 73, 129. However, they only average 23 and a half against these defenses. 15, 31. Those are Cal and Utah. UW's D is number 13. Also, interestingly enough, averaging together those advanced metrics, we have the number four offense in the conference. And um, I think Wazoo's number one, Stanford, Stanford ASU are two and three. We're number four. It's very tight. But, you know, you could make an argument. If we have Gaskin healthy and, and Hunter Bryant 100%, you could make the argument that maybe we're the second best or the third best. So Wazoo has only faced Stanford is really the only top offense that they faced. I mean, at Oregon's, you know, at times it's been decent, but really only at home. So they've only, I mean, USC, obviously they have talent, but they have, we've seen this every year, Jimmy, where, you know, and, and here's, here's the strength of schedule. According to S&P Plus, Wazoo, 81, Sagarin, 60, mm. SRS, 75. So, I mean, they've played – they have not played a uh, difficult schedule. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, Jess, I'll be ready to hear this whole mustache thing go away. I've had about enough of the stash talk. Yeah, me too. It's seriously – seriously gone <laughs> overboard. Let's end it. Let's have the Huskies end that talk. And uh, I, I'm sorry, but I want to see the magical season go down in flames. I'm ready for Washington to, to take that game and uh, win the following week and uh, play in a big New Year's Six, buddy. That's what I'm looking forward to. Rose Bowl. That's right. Well, man, is it, is I, isn't, it, isn't this isn't this the uh, I, we forgot to mention at the top that this is the most anticipated 
Apple Cup since uh, <laughs> since, the Mag- since the Magna Carta. Is that right, Jimmy? <laughs> yeah. Or yes. is it since is it since the resurrection of Christ? I'm leaning toward the resurrection of Christ. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's uh, game of the century, uh, one for the ages. I that one for the ages line is you know, how, how many years in a row now has that been used? I mean, game of game. I mean, jeez, wasn't that the 2008 game? Well, one for the ages, I thought, was 2016. I know. I'm being facetious. Oh. Yeah. But, um, you know, there's somebody on – there's a post on Dogman. I'm sorry to go on and on. But somebody who is, you know, can you believe where we've come in 10 years? I mean, 10 years ago, look where us and Wazoo were. And now look where we are. I mean, look, people. We oh. have to strive for excellence. We want to win a national championship. So help me God. So no fucking complacency. Ugh, no complacency, no. Jimmy. You hear me? I'm I'm with you, man. I'm totally dialed in on that. No complacency. One hundred percent. No fucking complacency. Well, did you tell the listeners there's gonna be no second prediction pod? Well, I guess you just told them right now. Yeah. Well, there you go. There's no second pod this week, so I guess we need to get to predictions, huh? Yes, we do, brother. I was trying to think of some great insight I could give beyond what I've already said and what you've already said, but I don't know. I'm just it's it's falling kind of flat or flaccid. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, maybe we'll we'll get the mo back with the predictions. Yeah. Which one one thing on predictions, Jimmy? How does the weather factor in? I you know they're calling for ninety percent chance of rain. rain. Yeah, I, I don't think much. So it doesn't give us an advantage. It doesn't give them a disadvantage. I I, I don't think so. I I don't think it's going to be. I don't. It doesn't appear it's going to be a torrential downpour. Right. Uh, I don't think the rain's going to have a big factor. If it rains at all. Alrighty, you got the floor, Senator. <laughs> well, thank you. So you want my prediction of the game? And anything else? Well, or give me your predi- give me your prediction for who the next Mariners player uh, that's traded will be. Oh, I, I I know nothing about the Mariners, and I never will. I I don't even know is Ken Griffey still in the squad. I mean, probably not. Probably not. Uh, he can't be worse than who's ever the bottom guy on the roster. Yeah. <laughs> All right. No no Mariner talk at prediction time. Oh, one uh, more thing to add. Okay, so Wazoo's weaknesses are run defense and red zone defense. Their their red zone stats on defense, they're 90 and 100. So, that's atrocious. But they don't they don't, you know, those are really they don't have many weaknesses. So that's why they've had a good year. And obviously quarterback play. But that's where it looks like they can be had, you know, rushing the ball and in the red zone. Well, I think I think the final score Friday night will will read as follows: Washington forty-seven, 
Wazoo 48. No, I'm just kidding. It's going to be... <laughs> Final score is going to be... Wazoo. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on, people. Jimmy, you have been... I have to let the listeners know. You have two weeks... Or through the Stanford game, you called it almost perfectly rough by one point. Last game, you weren't that far off. So I'm setting the table. This... There's like a high probability that this could be the actual score. Yeah, Washington wins 47, Cougs score 27. 47-27, victory Washington. That's my prediction for the Apple Cup. That's music to my ears. So you're, you're, you're expecting an offensive breakout performance? Yeah, and I think we'll have some turnover luck. I think we'll get a defensive touchdown, and uh, I think we're going to – I think we're going to run roughshod, and I think the Cougs are going to get smacked in the mouth. Oh, I'm just I'm getting harder hearing that. Keep going. Yeah, and I think that uh, you know they they had all their fun against Arizona, and they think they're top shit, king shit. And uh, I think Washington's going to come in there and smack them in the mouth. I think Jalen and Levi and Tryon are going to have big football game, and I think Taylor Rapp is going to go out with a bang. And he's going to have a phenomenal football game. I think it's going to be um, – I think they're going to kick their ass. That would be so awesome. Yeah, I think they're going to put together four quarters of football. Uh, they're not going to let up. They're not going to lull. And they're going to, they're going to do it on Friday. Fuck yeah, brother. There you go. This is a, uh, yeah, this is very tough, tough to call. Well, get, get to it. All right. I'm going to say, uh, the score will be 28 to 27. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And who, who has the 28? Uh, sadly, I think it will be the Cougs. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I, I I think I think they're gonna have a game winning drive. I think it's I think it's gonna be super painful. Ugh. A super painful loss. We've we've lost every game this year by giving up a game winning drive. Mm. Or except I guess Cal's the only one that we we didn't. Well you ruined my Christmas and Thanksgiving. I'm going to mope the rest of the year if that happens. Me too. So, so you think our defense gives up the game at the end? Yes. Uh, well, I guess we can just look to recruiting and be excited about about the recruiting so we can look to next year and the year beyond. We got a couple, two, three more years to where we can enjoy asking football. But it's so hard in this conference of just, you know, world beater football teams. Yes. It's so hard at this conference of, uh, well, there's four top 25 teams in Sagarin. It's so hard at this conference where the only blue blood school has its worst team in 50 years. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, on that note, way to, you know, <laughs> way to bring me down, buddy. I got to go to bed now. Yeah, me too. But, but you've just given me nightmares uh, for the rest of the week. Preparing myself. It's a glass, glass half empty mentality. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see what uh, we'll see what happens. Obviously, we'll see what happens. On that note, any final words, Jimmy? Beat the Cougs. Beat the Cougs. Else have a good Have a good Thanksgiving, everybody. Eat your turkey, your gravy, mash. Watch out for tryptophan. Go dogs. Go dogs. <laughs>